When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chipped ham and football. That's what Pittsburgh does. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome back to the PG Sports Now show from the Post-Gazette. I'm Brian Batko, Steelers beat writer. Really pumped the chat this week with Andrew Whitworth, former Bengal, former Ram, Super Bowl champ, Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, now an NFL analyst for Amazon Prime. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, I guess first off, do you have a costume in mind tonight or what? It's a great night. It's a great day to chat with you. Yeah, I just uh, got all four kids out the house, uh, off to school, you know, helping them get their costumes together. I, you know, I'll probably go something simple. I usually just, you know, rock a skeleton onesie, you know, just something fun. We'll see what happens. There you go. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a nice night for for trick or uh, for trick or treating for sure. But uh, we'll get into what could be a very physical, ugly game between these two teams on on Thursday night. Uh, first, want to say this show is presented by Pella. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella. Save on energy costs year round. Um, you can schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560. Steelers fans, you can catch Mr. Whitworth and the entire Thursday night football crew on Prime Video this Thursday as your team hosts the Titans, their coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern with TNF tonight. And Andrew, no joke, man, when I walked into my hotel last weekend in Los Angeles before the Steelers played the Rams, first person I saw sitting at the hotel bar was wearing a 77 Whitworth jersey. So you st- you've still got a lot of clout out there at the LAX Marriott. I guess this uh, this was was meant to be. So I love it. <laughs> so I guess, you know, it's, it is Halloween and I'll, I'll say this much. Sometimes I feel like the Steelers are trying to dress up as the Titans team that was one win away from the Super Bowl back in 2020. When you zoom out on these two, a lot of similarities. I mean, head coaches with defensive backgrounds who almost seem to prefer to win gritty games, um, you know, run first philosophies all the way down to a big time Alabama running back at the core of that approach. I'm always curious to get, you know, national outside perspective on, you know, what the Steelers are building or trying to build here and, and whether I guess this Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel matchup is, uh, is, is maybe not for the faint of heart when it comes to physical games and two offenses that have had their struggles this season. Yeah. I mean, I think it uh, couldn't be a better Halloween game than, uh, you know, the Titans and the Steelers. That's for sure. I, I've had a couple scary moments in Pittsburgh <laughs> myself, as I tell people, you know, I play my kids uh, sticks and, and renegade all the time. Uh, just giving them a little reminder of uh, what it's like playing in the NFL, uh, being in Pittsburgh and, and those games. But yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting when you talk about these two defenses um, really in, in the head coaches, it's very similar. I mean, you know, you call them like guys, guys, like just tough dudes who they almost rather see a guy play with a broken finger uh, than see some guy out there running around playing fast, right? They, they want to know the guy who's like, you know, he's out there playing injured. They love that guy. He's like the makeup of their football team. Um, so it's going to be two styles that are very similar. Um, one in Pittsburgh where it's not like this year they've been just – 
uh, dominant on defense, but they've been, you know what, take advantage of every situation, turnovers when they needed it, being able to produce scores, being able to find a way, hey, you know what, the offense is struggling. Can we make that one play defensively to help us win a game? And then you look at Tennessee, it's like you think, oh, man, they're about to sell everybody and it's about to be this trade-off. And then, oh, here comes Will Levis and he plays out of his mind on Sunday. And it's like, all right, well, what do you do now? Do you keep guys and kind of say, do we build around this guy and see what he is? I think there's some interesting narratives around these two teams just going into this week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I wasn't expecting that from from Levis, but good on him to inject some some optimism right now into into Tennessee, especially offensively. The Steelers, it hasn't, you know, they haven't even had a breakout game like that this season. It's been tough sledding for much of three years with Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator, from Ben Roethlisberger to a little bit of Mitch Trubisky to now the Kenny Pickett era off and running you know Andrew I want to ask you I mean as a left tackle who's been on really good offenses tough offenses I mean how difficult can it be for a group of guys to pull out of a rut like the Steelers find themselves in and have for quite some time I mean you got fans chanting for your OC to lose his job you've got opposing defenses talking all sorts of junk about knowing your play calls and stuff and obviously the negative the negativity is probably overwhelming if a player has thick enough skin to to look at social media. I mean, just what do you think guys in that locker room are, are feeling right now as they're, I think, second to last in yards per game, 29th in yards per play, 29th in scoring, and, and second to last in offensive touchdowns? Yeah, I think it's tough because you look at really, especially coming out of preseason, I mean, there was a lot of buildup of like, are they going to take that next step offensively with Kenny Pickett in this offense? Um, there was a lot of buildup of, of they feel like, you know, got the right pieces now to kind of a little bit of the identity they want to have under Tomlin, but then also uh, be explosive offensively. And it just they just haven't been able to have it. I'm missing Deontay Johnson for a little while, then him back. You thought, all right, here it comes. And you saw a glimpse of it against the Rams. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, things started clicking. Yeah. They started playing better offensively. And you thought, all right, we're going to build from there. And then you come out again and kind of do the same thing. And so, it's one of those things that it's, it's it gets frustrating not only from a standpoint of being a you know a player but also from a coach. It's it's like you know you start having the blame. Is you know is it is it the OC? Is it the quarterback? Is it the line? You know, and it's just all the finger pointing starts. And I always say in these situations is really where I look on that group. I don't care if it's a defense that it's happening to or an offense. When I was in Cincinnati, you know, we had some. Some great years, but we had some really bad years in 08 and 2010, uh, 2016. And really every one of those years, we had this bounce back the next year. And you could always look to who's the leader in that group? Who's the guy on that group that's finally going to say, hey, let's stop the excuses. Let's stop the finger pointing. Let's go out and play football the way we know how to play football and execute at a really high level and just play the game with passion and let everything take care of itself. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. And I think that to me, that's what you look for. You Like who on that side of the ball? And I think when you think about that group, it's a really young group. Like there's just, yeah. who's the guy, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they don't have that type of player, especially on the O-line. Yeah, that's the struggle. You, you need a lineman who's been in the league 10 years or has been like a guy who's played in some really successful teams. I thought one of the interesting things, like when you look at the Joe Burrow era in Cincinnati, people make a lot about Joe and Jamar Chase and T Higgins, but – I really thought when they brought in Trey Hendrickson and they brought in DJ Reader and they bought some guys that it's like, all right, these dudes have been in some locker rooms and had success and been, been around good football players. Like now you're just starting good veteran leaders who, when things are a little unstable, can slow the ship from rocking and say, whoa, 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 
This is the direction we're going in. This is how it needs to go. And you think about that Steelers team, it's really all on the defensive side of the football. There's not much of that on the offensive side of the football as far as guys they can really lean on that have got the experience. And typically maybe that'd be your QB, but Kenny Pickett's in his, his second season, uh, first yeah. full season as a starter. So that inherent uh, presence probably isn't quite as strong as it might normally be. And I think you make a good point there about you know, I have sometimes fans ask me, do you think the Steelers defense is getting mad at the guys on the other side of the ball? And I, like they have vets over there like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, who've been through good and bad. Like, I don't I think they understand that there's no there's nothing productive that's going to come out of that. And they're going to keep their head down and do their job, which Mike Tomlin, of course, drills into every player every day, win or lose. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Tomlin is, uh, you know, without question, you know, one of my most favorite coaches he, he, when I played when I'm, now that I'm retired. I mean, still a guy that. I don't know how you could have more respect and just value in, in that guy and who he is every single day. You know, you hear guys talk all the time about when they get a special coach or a guy in their life that they're like, man, this guy's made an impact on me. You always hear the word consistency. Like they can consistently count on who this person is and, and what they need from them. And uh, I think he is the epitome of that. And so I think that you look at that defensive style of football, I think these guys, especially the ones that have been there a while, it's ingrained in their head, man. They know, keep moving forward. The train keeps moving. Uh, there's no time to feel sorry for yourself. We'll, and we'll shut a team out if we have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then I think I think they go into games thinking we're going to find a way to make the play that helps that wins this game for us. And and I think that's more how they think about it than man, this offense. Like we're frustrated. I think they think of it as like, where's the play that we can make that wins the game? Like, and if the offense plays well, great. But if not, we'll win the game for us. For sure. Now, I mean, they don't have a lot of time to to pick up the pieces from that 2010 loss to the Jaguars short week to try to figure things out. I mean, in your experience, these quick turnarounds, I mean, do they, how much do they maybe favor the home team or like in this case, is it, is there something to be said for the Titans coming in here with some momentum and some mojo behind that big win Sunday uh, against the Falcons? I mean, how do you kind of compare and contrast that versus, you know, the Steelers come off a disappointing loss dealing with that, but at least they're at home and the condensed schedule is maybe a little bit easier. Yeah, and I think, you know what, it's one of those things, too. It's, it's so early in the season. Here we are at this midway point. You know, maybe Jacksonville's a lot better football team than we probably give them credit for, you know. And, and so I think that for the Steelers, it's like, hey, you lost a game against a tough opponent where you just didn't make the plays and you didn't play well enough. But, hey, we got a short week. We didn't have time to feel sorry for ourselves. The only way we're going to get ourselves to stay in this division race, to stay in the playoff hunt, is to bounce back on a quick week. Sometimes these Thursday nights when you're at home, I think it's an advantage um, because, you know, well, it's an advantage at home, but also just off of a loss because it's like, man, we don't even have time to think about that. Like, let's strap the pads back off, wash our jersey, get the thing steamed, and let's go back out on the field because that's what it feels like time-wise to you. Because when you lose, Monday and Tuesday are miserable. And, and on a Thursday game, you don't have to go through that because you don't even have time to go through it. And so it's like, man, get me back to Thursday, get these pads back on me and let's go fix what we did wrong this past weekend. And I think that that bodes well for them because also I think that even though Will Levis played great and, and the Titans had a good win, I really thought that, you know, the game played perfectly for him. If you really watch that tape, um, not a lot of negative plays in the game. They executed in the run game. They kind of were able to stay on schedule with, I guarantee you, everything they had in the plan to really go after the Falcons. And so because of that, it was beautiful. For sure. 
Denver. Here comes that train behind me as the Steelers. Hey, baby, it's Pittsburgh. Let's go. For sure, for sure. Um, we'll switch gears here before we wrap up, man. Uh, you know, what's you mentioned Sticks and Renegade at the beginning. I mean, what's your best story or memory of all the games you've played in Pittsburgh over the years? I went back and looked at 22 of them with the Bengals. One of those was a playoff game. And then one even with the Rams in, in 2019. Any good anecdotes on James Harrison, Steelers fans, interactions with Tomlin, anything that comes to mind for you? You know, I think one of my favorites playing James is that, you know, over the years, people would ask us, when, you know, ask me or him or whatever about our, our matchups. We played and he just Steelers. went into the Steelers Hall of Honor, too. Yeah, I know. It was awesome yeah. to see. I, I was I was talking on our production call this week. I wished it had been this Thursday night just because yeah. I'd love to have seen him. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing about our battles over all those years is guys would ask, like, you know, what's the trash talk like? What do you have? I was like, listen, if you know James and you know me, like, I don't know if we've ever said a word to each other in the 10 years we played against each other. Like we don't ever say a word while we're playing, but I can remember my memories. And I said this to our TNF team yesterday morning on our production call sticks playing the, you know, the guy coming over, uh, you know, on the speaker, just yelling out, Hey, James Harrison is one more half sack from passing whoever. Right. Every time I was there, I felt like it was, you know, dang, I'm here and James Harrison's going to break some record today if I give up a sack. And uh, I'm going to have to listen to all these terrible towels and people screaming and all this mess. But uh, those are my memories of playing there, man. What an amazing stadium. And and just the that Steelers defense, man, back in the day, golly, I mean, really special. Casey Hampton and all those guys. I mean, Kiesel, you name it. Uh, Farrier, Palomalu, Ryan Clark. Uh, gosh, I remember all those guys uh, like it was yesterday, man. It was it was special games. But you know what? I do have a claim to fame in Pittsburgh. Okay. Brian, in 2010, all right, we played the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh on my birthday, December 12th. And I actually caught a touchdown pass on the opening drive of the game. Okay. I, I, didn't don't, even know, realize I that. don't know if this is an NFL history stat, but – it was actually the only offensive touchdown scored in the game because the Steelers scored, I think, two pick sixes in the game. Sounds about right. <laughs> field goal, and we scored a touchdown on offense, and that was the only offensive touchdown in the game scored by an offensive lineman. Come on, baby. That's a good That's a good stat right there. In Elias Sports Bureau, dig up if it's ever happened on that lineman's birthday. That's right? what we need. So we need to find out. That's 12, definitely 12, baby. definitely another layer to that one. Um, well, just the last thing, and you, you mentioned all those guys. I'm guessing you see – the next generation of Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, carrying on that mantle, being the bridge, that lineage from like Hayward played with a lot of those guys. And then TJ wound up playing with the future guys. I know TJ lined up on the other side of you, but uh, you know, I, I, from what you're talking about earlier, I assume you see much of the same Steelers tradition defensively not going away anytime soon. No, I think that that's tradition will always be there. They're going to carry that lineage just because you can see it passed down through Cam Hayward and now to TJ. I think it's interesting. I think TJ some kind of blend of I was thinking about this the other day of of like Harrison and, and those guys and the success they had rushing, but then mixed with like Palomalu because he almost has like this. He creates a lot rushing the quarterback and doing anything else, but he also creates so many turnovers and game changing plays like Palomalu really did. And so he's to me, he's some hybrid of like. Woodley and Harrison and and those guys off the edge that they were and like Palomalu mixed in because yeah, it's the, almost the freelancing like, spirit of Troy. Yeah, yeah. this freelancing spirit where like it's like man, the defense needs to find some way possible to create a turnover, and it's like boom, two plays later, he's done it. They got the football, they've scored, or they're in a great position to go score. Uh, he just is able to find a way to make that play. 
Well, hey, thanks so much, Wit. I think that's all the time we've got. Uh, really appreciate you coming on with us and, you know, safe travels uh, here to Pittsburgh if, if you're coming. And, uh, you know, good good luck with everything on uh, on Amazon Prime. I, I always enjoy checking out the postgame show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Have a great week. For sure. You too. Um, all righty, folks. Uh, that was Andrew Whitworth uh, from Amazon. Before we wrap up, a quick word from Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelioma, or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White for over 40 years. Their firm has represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation. Also want to mention Propel Schools. Propel's 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level for your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve. Learn more and apply to Propel Schools by visiting propelschools.org. Lastly, a reminder about the great Yenzer tailgate. Man, Andrew Whitworth could probably speak at, at that with all a reverence for Pittsburgh and, and Steelers traditions that he has after all those years with the Bengals. The great Yenzer tailgate is bringing the best of the Berg to South Point on November 4th. That is this Saturday showcasing Pittsburgh's rich culture, iconic sports history, and vibrant community spirit. The Great Yinzer Tailgate will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make Pittsburgh legendary. Visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com for more details. Uh, for Andrew Whitworth, I'm Brian Batko. I know it's 2023. There are a million podcasts out there, half a million of them talking about the Steelers. Everybody's got one, so uh, we're glad you spend some time with ours. Chris Carter, I believe, will be back with more Steelers tomorrow on the AccraSure Fan Advantage show, going deeper on the Titans with a writer from down there in Tennessee. Uh, so if you're out there trick-or-treating tonight, be safe, have fun. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.